0: martin hasn't been in the league in four years that's how you know it's good yes this is the fantasy football show here on espn 1000 i am jeff meller your host here with you for another sunday here to take your phone calls and talk it through figure out who you should be starting in your fantasy football lineup this week week two of the nfl season as it is already upon us we saw a Chargers-Chiefs game that had quite a few touchdowns for us, although I have to think a lot of people were hoping for just a bit more. Justin Herbert ends up, I would say, more than salvaging his day, actually giving you a fairly productive day with that third and final touchdown that, of course, did cover the spread for a lot of folks. But, of course, he was also dealing with a injury that is something we will be talking about for the foreseeable future, I would imagine, as he tries to play through pain. I will have an update regarding Justin Herbert later in the show, but we get started with all the injuries you need to be aware of as the Sunday slate unfolds. First and foremost, we head down to the Bayou in New Orleans, the Superdome, where we have lots of key injuries taking place. Six first downs on this drive We'll push pass to Camara. He is in for the touchdown. All right, so we've got dueling NFL insiders also giving us updates on Elvin Kamara. According to Adam Schefter, listed as questionable for today's game due to a rib injury, Kamara not expected to play, according to Adam Schefter, from earlier this morning. Right around the same time, Ian Rapaport from the NFL Network said, Camara dealing with the rib cartilage issue will determine this morning based on how he feels, whether or not he's able to go. So this is something you'll obviously have to monitor. It's week two. If you've got a decent alternative at the running back spot, if for some reason we find out that Kamara is active, I would personally recommend turning to your other option because you hate to see the report already that he's not going to play from Shafter again Rappaport saying he may give it a go depending on how he feels we'll have to check the inactives right around 10 30 that's what I always encourage everybody to do make sure you check those inactives before you lock in that final lineup but um this is clearly not a good move and I'll be honest I really don't want a whole lot to do with Mark Ingram at this stage of his career unless he's fallen into the end zone for a short touchdown I have a hard time trusting him Phelps is in. Brady, deep shot downfield for Julio Jones at the 30. Pulls it in. All right, Julio Jones looked magnificent last Sunday night, running like he did back in his heyday. That is very good news. However, Julio Jones is also, and we've come to become familiar with this stage of Julio Jones's career, he landed on the injury report with a knee injury. According to Ian Rappaport, he is a true game-time decision. That is a bummer. Also, for the Bucks, we already know that Chris Godwin is not going to play due to the hamstring injury that he suffered last Sunday night. He was removed from that game after three catches. You wonder if they rushed him back from the ACL injury that he's coming back from, from last season a little bit too soon. So certainly possible. That's a compensatory compensation injury that uh, he is dealing with. Nevertheless, Chris Godwin is out. Julio Jones is listed as a game-time decision. I liked what I saw last week, and Julio is somebody who has oftentimes for the last six, seven years now found himself on the injury report frequently. But it's week two, and you know, based on the fact that he didn't go crazy even though he looked good. You know, if you want to just stay away, I understand it. I think though I am looking to get him in my lineup without Chris Godwin, assuming he plays today. So that's something to keep an eye on. Jameis Winston is expected to play today, although I'm not sure too many people were really worried about that. Leonard Fournette listed as questionable due to the hamstring injury of his own, is expected to play against the Saints today, courtesy of Adam Schefter. Well, they fake it to him this time. They've got Pittman on a curl. Pittman inside the five. Dives to the end zone. Touchdown, Colts. All right, so Michael Pittman, we know this. We got word on, I'm trying to remember if it was Friday or yesterday, he's already been ruled out for the Colts That is a bummer, obviously. Um, So dealing with the quad injury, uh, that's a tough one. Paris Campbell, again, this is a situation where uh, it's so early in the season. Hopefully you've got some viable options. I do not want to use Paris Campbell in my lineup, who would be, you know, who is, I guess, when you're thinking it through, the possible number one wide receiver in this situation. Don't love it certainly jacksonville looks good but you would expect them to rely heavily on jonathan taylor i feel like paris campbell's a bit of a dart throw so i'm looking elsewhere look to a healthy wide receiver on your bench hopefully you've got one it is week two here's dobbins weaving his way through and now dobbins a foot race dobbins showing the wheels and he's in for the touchdown All right, so how about this? Despite practicing all week long, it is not a sure thing that J.K. Dobbins plays today. He's pushing to go, but there's a possibility the Ravens still hold him out. And based on what we saw last week and the fact that the Dolphins, if you remember last year, absolutely shut down the Ravens in that Thursday night game, they blitzed Lamar like crazy. He did not deal with it well, Um, run quite a few zero blitzes. And Lamar just did not handle it well. I'm somebody who right now, unless you're absolutely desperate, am waiting a week. I want to see Dobbins go out there, look good, look healthy before I'm using him. I know sometimes that's easier said than done in a vacuum. But if you can, I'd wait a week and see Dobbins be healthy before you go ahead and use him. Toss play Mitchell. Mitchell with a flag down into the secondary, breaks a tackle, and Mitchell all the way for the touchdown. All right, so Elijah Mitchell, we saw here last week, leave the game, and he obviously suffered a serious knee injury. He's expected to miss about two months. Enter Jeff Wilson. Now, Jeff Wilson is somebody who has had experience in Kyle Shanahan's offense for quite some time, and in his previous nine starts... He has averaged 18.3 touches. So I think Jeff Wilson, if you successfully claimed him on waivers this week, if you had one of the higher priorities or if you splurged in your fab, your free agent auction budget, I think you can go ahead and comfortably insert Jeff Wilson into your RB2. Maybe your flex spot. Feel pretty good about that. Now, if you're in a desperate situation, he's already RB1. You really don't have any other options. But I think you can probably feel pretty good about inserting Jeff Wilson into your starting lineup today. Now trying to cash in the Niners from the 24, first and 10, Garoppolo. Look at the time. Into the end zone. Caught! It's a touchdown! Grabbed by George Kittle! A couple of dueling NFL insetters yet again. Schefter says that Kittle is not expected to play today against the Seahawks. However, his NFL Network counterpart, Ian Rappaport, says that Kittle, with that groin ailment, is expected to be a game-time decision. So the problem is this was originally more of a three-week timeline for Kittle. So even though he's tough, he's one of the toughest players in the NFL, and I know he's trying to get out there, I, as a fantasy owner, am always a little bit scared about starting somebody with a groin injury or a hamstring injury that they're dealing with. So even if George Kittle is active, I would, you know, Probably look elsewhere. Again, I'll field all your calls coming up here on the Fantasy Football Show, 312-332-3776. So if you have if you don't have anybody viable, I understand using him, but again, it's even a long shot at this point. I think that he would be active. So you may have to turn elsewhere today instead of George Kittle. Fourth and one. It's again to Swift, and he's got the edge for the touchdown. The Lions roll the dice and catch in. All right, so why am I playing a DeAndre Swift highlight? I just want you to know, per report, that uh, with the ankle injury that he's dealing with, Swift is expected to play. And obviously, I think you have to lock him into your lineup, especially after what you saw from him last week. He seems even more involved this year than he was last season. That's great news for a very talented running back. DeAndre Swift is somebody who I think we're going to expect to be a top 10 runner when all is said and done even if Jamal Williams is vulturing touchdowns around the goal line. But from Rappaport, he's noting that there may be some selective usage with Swift today. So if you're fortunate, if you happen to have two or three, I I say two, including Swift, if you happen to have three fairly strong running backs on your roster you may want to look to use somebody other than Swift this week. Just throwing it out there, there is the possibility that he could have a lighter workload this week. Second down and two, Uzama in motion. End zone. Oh, what a grab! Higgins! Touchdown, Cincinnati! Good news for T. Higgins. He has progressed through concussion protocol and barring any setbacks this morning, He's expected to go for the Bengals, and I think that is very good news for Joe Burrow owners because I think having Chase, Higgins, and Boyd all out there makes him a very effective start this week, especially against the Cowboys, who you have to imagine are going to have some difficulty moving the ball. On that side of the ball, and the Cowboys offense, CeeDee Lamb. This is, I think, a question we're going to be seeing a lot today on the show and I am certainly okay if you want to put C.D. Lamb on the bench and see how he performs with Cooper Rush. Now, you may say to yourself, man, I drafted him in the second round. How can I put him on the bench? I think it's certainly possible you have some better alternatives on your roster. And CeeDee Lamb is somebody who I'm concerned about until Dak Prescott gets back. Timeline on Dak obviously is very blurry because Jerry Jones is... Somebody who's going to make it a little bit hard for us to sort through the reports. He is trying to get Dak back as quickly as possible. Whether or not Dak is actually going to be somebody who could be competent. Maybe he rushes back. But I don't know if he's going to be somebody who you could use initially. So Dak Prescott, don't feel great about it. um, And I will throw out a couple of potential QB streaming options for you later in the show as well. Second and five. Rogers comes back to the other side towards Lazard, who's got it. Down in bounds. Touchdown Packers. All right, so good news for Alan Lazard owners as listed as questionable for tonight's game against the Bears with that sprained ankle. Did not play last week, but he is expected to be a goal tonight On Sunday Night Football, as the Bears visit the Packers at Lambeau Field, I will have your pregame coverage starting at 5 o'clock today. I'll be alongside Deion Miller, as I am for every Bears pregame show. The Points Bet pregame show will be here starting at 5 o'clock tonight, getting you set for Bears and Packers. All right. There are all the key injuries you need to be aware of. A couple more that I'll also hit on and sprinkle throughout the show. I am Jeff Meller. 312-332-3776. Lines are jammed right now, but keep trying. You will get in, and I will try and get your call up on the air if you keep calling now. Again, try and get in early if you want your question answered. 312-332-3776. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show. Another season of Fantasy Football Talk here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller here with you every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Make sure you go ahead and set your alarms. If you happen to groggily wake up a little bit early on a Sunday morning and you want to give me a call in bed, I'm here for you. 312-332-3776. That is how my man Ron got in. Or I'm sorry, you know what? Hold on there. punched the wrong button. Ron in Schaumburg is on the phone, and he had a tight end question. Ron, you're on with Meller on the Fantasy Football Show. Morning, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm Thanks doing for taking well. my call. Yeah, the the question is um, Tyler uh, Higby or Taysom Hill. Interesting here dilemma, and I see you're a, you're a standard scoring, so a non PPR here, right, Ron? Correct. And so that actually gives me at least pause. I'll say this to consider Taysom Hill because it's weird. Taysom Hill a couple years ago in the tight end spot when he was playing quarterback was like a huge cheat code. It wasn't fair that he was listed at tight ends and was playing quarterback. However, that's not, you know, he's still listed as a tight end now, but he's not playing quarterback. I believe he was on the field for 16 snaps last Sunday and he had a huge run and he scored a touchdown. So it's interesting, but I personally, Ron, would probably use Higby because I think he's just more involved in the offense. Taysom Hill is somebody who, you know, it's a it's a dart throw. If he gets those long, that he breaks off a long run, certainly, or he's you know he he's basically touchdown dependent. I feel like Higby is a little bit of a safer play, and so I'm not loving using Taysom Hill week to week. You're you're basically setting yourself up for the potential of one to two points if you slot Taysom Hill in. And I, you know, unless he scores that touchdown, so I don't feel great about using him. Okay, well, thanks, Jeff. No problem. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for the call. Now, this is uh, also a Taysom Hill question coming from Jason, who's in Addison. This one though is a little bit different. Go ahead, Jason. What do you got? Good morning, Jeff. Yeah, this is a little bit different because I, my predicting my my situation is George Kittle involved. Yeah. So because George Kittle is a twelve o'clock game, a three o'clock game, do I play Taysom Hill at three o'clock for the twelve o'clock game? Yeah, you know or do I, go or do I drop Jason Hill to get hit because he's in the free agency? okay, so you know this is a situation where I and, and I this is different too because you're scoring Jason I see on the screen is PPR correct Yes sir. So I yeah taysom Hill in a PPR format really hurts you because he's his his value comes from you know his ability to run for the most part you occasionally throw a pass. But this is where people need to know their scoring format. I think Taysom Hill, that he's not going to catch a lot of passes. So in, in a PPR format, he's a bit of a hindrance. And I would absolutely go ahead, grab Higby, use him today. And, you know, even if Kittle plays, Jason, I would be concerned about using him with a grunt injury. You're always, you know... I would easily see the 49ers lightening his load if he's out there. I would also see them, if they get up big for any reason, George Kittle's going to be put on ice early. There's lots of reasons why I don't feel great using George Kittle today, but I would definitely go grab Higby over Taysom Hill in a PPR scoring. Thank you, Mr. Miller. No problem. Thank you, Jason. Jason drops off. That leaves a line open for you. Let's continue out to Mike in Mount Prospect. My man, Mike, what's going on? Hey, Hey Jeff. You know, it's only... A game number two, and it's a season of hell for me, man. Oh, no, not already, I made, Mike. I, I, I made I did the unthinkable, a tableau. I made two trades before the uh, season started. Uh, I was number one pick. I drafted three running backs, so I thought I was so strong. Jonathan Taylor, Chubb, and uh, Kamara. Look what happened to Kamara now, and Chubb I traded for Debo Sam. Oh, not the Debo. Uh, C.D. Lamb. You saw what happened there with sure. Dak. So I'm in trouble. I got Kamara. Looks like he's going to be out. Here's my choices. <laughs> Rashad Penny, Cam Akers, or I picked up last week Jamal Williams uh, for the Lions. Sure. I need one of them. Full PPR. All right. The full PPR, too, Mike, uh, makes it a little bit – because I'll tell you what. Right now, Cam Akers, I don't think anybody can start (laughs) him. You just – you really can't. You just got to see him go out there. Sean McVay talked the talk a little bit (laughs) about giving him a chance – um, a little bit more this week, but until you see makers out in the field, cannot use him. Um, you know, I personally would use Rashad Penny. The reason being, I think if the Seahawks are going to win this game and it's always good for a team who you don't have big expectations for to get that first early season win because, you know, they're going to be committed to trying to grind out the win here. That's Pete Carroll's M.O. I think Rashad Penny is, you know, and, and basically letting him shoulder the load is the big path to success for the Seahawks. Now, Kenneth Walker, he's going to be a game time decision. Don't know if he's going to go and potentially cut into Penny. But I think Penny is a dynamic player who can break off long runs at times. So I'm going to go ahead and suggest using him partially, too, because Jamal Williams, even though he looks like he's going to be the goal line back for the Lions this year and... I did tell everybody at the start of the show about DeAndre Swift potentially being used a little bit more sparingly this week just because of the, he's dealing with his own ankle injury. Nevertheless, I think Rashad Penny's somebody who could deliver. We've seen it. He, he, he For the last seven weeks last year, he was the number two running back in all of fantasy football behind only Jonathan Taylor. So... Uh, Rashad Penny. I'm going to go ahead and lean on him this week, Mike, over Kamara. Let's go on out to Jordan, who's in Wakanda. Jordan, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey Jeff, um, I know you're just talking about Rashad Penny, uh, and that's part of my my question. I'm in a PPR league. I got Rashad Penny, but I also have Priest Hall. And obviously, Brees Hall is in a timeshare with Michael Carter, but he did get several receptions last week. And with Ken Walker potentially coming back today to, you know, go in a, a little bit of uh, Penny's uh, timeshare, I just wanted to see uh, what might be a better play. Yeah, I know it's it's a good point there, Jordan. But I will say, Michael Carter's presence does concern me a little bit. And if I, you're right, the truth is that. Penny takes a bit of a ding in PPR, but again, I still think I trust him a little bit more and what I saw at the end of the season last year, as long as Penny's healthy and not dealing with injuries, I think the bigger blow-up game is there for him, whereas Brees Hall um, might be a little more consistent of a play on a PPR format, but I don't think the blow-up game right now is there for Brees Hall with Michael Carter Stealing a lot of the, you know, a lot of the touches. So, I personally would go ahead and use Penny Jordan. I want to see, you know, another week from Brees Hall. I don't, and I honestly don't think he'll be as big of a factor in the passing game as he was last week, especially with Joe Flacco as your QB. So, I'm a little bit skeptical of the the passing game usage. I want to see more from Brees Hall before I use him above Penny. All right, thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it, man. Let's go on out to TJ, who's on the south side, has got a question for about quarterbacks. What's up, TJ? What up, man? How's it going? Good to talk to you guys again. Couldn't wait to be on the line. All right, my question is, Jalen Hurts up against the Minnesota Viking defense or Matt Ryan against Jacksonville? Yeah, for me, this one's a pretty easy call. I will say this. I was very, I will say I, I was not bullish on Jalen Hurts coming into the season, Wanted to see more from him as a passer, and I was concerned yeah. that that was going to limit his upside. I will say this looked a lot better against the lions last week. The help of having AJ Brown there who they featured. I think it's good. Yeah, no good call. Teej. Uh, for me, this one's pretty easy, especially with Matt Ryan, missing Michael Pittman this week. Jalen hurts I has knew. the running upside. Honestly, Teej, I, for the most part, I saw enough from Jalen Hurts to feel comfortable that the passing uh, as a passer, it's not going to be as big an issue as I was potentially concerned about coming into the season. So I don't think Uh for me, this is not even a question. You lock Hurts into your lineup every week going forward, unless there's an injury because the running upside for him, it's, you know, you need him in your lineup each and every week. Yes. Thank you, man. Thank you, TJ. Appreciate it. All right. This is the fantasy football show again. 312-332-3776. If you'd like to participate, Bill is in Carroll stream. He's got a wide receiver question and an RB RBI dilemma as well. What's up, Billy? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Pretty well. It's a Sunday. Can't can't be doing any better, man. Uh, I, and I look forward to your show every Sunday morning. Uh, so thank my you, first, Bill. My running back question is Najee Harris or Ezekiel Elliott, and it's a regular standard PPR league. And then my wide receiver question is Ayuk or Amon Ross St. Brown. All right, boy, you know, um, I didn't love what I saw from the Pittsburgh offense last week, but obviously I liked even less what I saw from the Dallas Cowboys offense. And without yeah. without Dak, I think we have to, If you know, when you've got Najee Harris, who is certainly going to, you know, there's talk about him maybe seeing less usage this year, but I would still think at this point you have to use Najee Harris over Ezekiel Elliott, even if Jalen Warren gets a little bit um more of the touches in the Pittsburgh backfield I don't think it's going to hinder Najee Harris too much he's still probably going to see 18 to 20 touches minimum if they have a normal uh you know Pittsburgh offense offensive output and then in terms of Ayuk versus Amon-Ra St. Brown you know what Bill I think Amon-Ra St. Brown has proven at this point he is uh you know a must start there's very few lineups that he shouldn't be in at this point in the time so I think you go ahead and use Amon-Ra until the uh, until foreseeable notice. Let's try Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Dave, what's going on, bud? Good Good morning, Jeff. I got a quarterback question. Uh, I need to start one of these two. Stafford or Wilson today? Both of them got easy matchups. Uh, did like the Wilson game last week because I know he doesn't like to uh, run the ball very often, but how could you, a couple times on that one-yard line, not jump over like all the other big-name quarterbacks? And which one of those guys would you trade if you had to trade one? (laughs) Yeah, this one is tough, Dave, especially without, you know, you want to see a little more. Honestly, I think Stafford set up for a big day today. I have him in a couple of my lineups. So I'm going to say I would use Stafford because it's essentially just what you said, Dave. Russell Wilson... You know, he's got the mobility, but it seems like he's definitely not of the mind of running like he used to. And that really does bring down his passing numbers and fantasy a little bit, at least his usage for fantasy owners. So I think I want to I'm definitely using Stafford this week. And I'll tell you what, honestly, I would shop both and whoever the owner wants, whichever one kind of they fancy and will bring you back more in a deal. I would go ahead and move them because they are. Very similar. And I don't think either guy, when all is said and done, is going to be dramatically better for fantasy purposes. I think they're probably going to both be, they're both going to be top 10 fantasy quarterbacks. And, but I think they'll both probably finish somewhere between five and 10. And so if, if one brings you back more in a deal, then go ahead and trade that guy. And then the other one, just slot him into your lineup. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good day today. No, you too, Dave. Thanks for the call. Again, 312-332-3776. L- lines are jammed up right now, but I'll try and get you in. Keep trying. This is the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jeff Meller. Every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m., the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jeff Meller. You can hit me up on Twitter, Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. If you tweet me, I will try and get back to you with those answers before game time kicks. I'll have White Sox pregame coverage, so just a heads up, get them in early because I will be multitasking ahead of uh, people needing to get their starting lineups in. But uh, White Sox pregame coverage coming your way at 1030 today, right after... Xander and Hanley, which is up next from 9 to 10.30. So uh plenty of great action for you here on ESPN 1000 all day long. And again, I'll be back at 5 o'clock with Deion Miller for your Bears Packers pregame coverage. So lots to do today. But right now we're talking fantasy football. 312-332-3776. And one player I do want to mention I'm going to bring in. Producer Charlie Bevins here in a moment, but he and I were discussing. I did not bring him up at the outset, but Gabe Davis was added to the injury report yesterday listed as questionable due to an ankle injury. So that is not great. And of course, with it being one of two Monday night games tomorrow night, it is potentially problematic if you don't have an alternative Charlie has Isaiah McKenzie on his bench. So he has a ready-made substitute just to slot in if Gabe Davis cannot go. But if you're not in his position, make sure that you have somebody in that maybe Minnesota Philly game as an alternative. If Gabe Davis cannot go tomorrow night, if you want to wait it out. So we'll find out about Gabe Davis tomorrow. That doesn't do you a whole lot of good today. So if you don't have an option to go with, you might want to start somebody else instead so that you're not caught uh, in a bind tomorrow night. Now, we play a round of Good sweet, Bad Tweet. Guys, it is game time. And the game is good tweet, bad tweet. Oh! All right, Charlie Bevins will be the judge. Charlie, I ask you this tweet courtesy of Wolf of Roto Street. The tweet, I'm not benching Allen Robinson in week two. He is, however, being sent to the flex to think about what he's done. Good tweet, bad tweet. In your opinion, Charlie? I don't know. Uh, it's I, I, I'm not going to say it's a good tweet. I, let's, yeah, I don't know. Let's. I, I think uh, you've made your judgment. Yeah, let, let's all right, go, all right, tweet. All, right, all right. Bad tweet. Yeah. There you go. Charlie Bevan says that is not not a good tweet. It made me chuckle. I will admit that, but it also lends uh it, it lends you it leads you to ask the question: Can you really send a message to your fantasy football players? No, no, you cannot nevertheless i do like uh i personally thought it was uh, amusing so i'll give him a thumbs up but that's a we went with the old uh siskel and ebert split one thumb up one thumb down do you even know who siskel and ebert are Charlie? yeah but only because of like i was reading something from the ringer about them a few weeks ago <laughs> i love it ah ah youth you gotta love it. Charlie Bevins behind the glass with me here on The Fantasy Football Show. All right, let's continue out to the phone lines again 312 332 3776. If you've got a question, Mo is in champagne. Mo, what do you got? Hey, how's it going? Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, um, Mo. Just a quick question. I'm kind of debating on whether to uh, start Brandon Cooks or T Higgins. See if you can me out. Yeah, you know, uh, Mo, I, do, I am a Brandon Cooks supporter. And in the PPR format, it is actually very close. I will admit that. Um, but if assuming he, he assuming he's active and he did he did uh, go through concussion protocol, so all signs are pointing in the positive direction. I would use T. Higgins as long as he's active today. But you got to check that at ten thirty when the inactives roll in for the uh, Bengals game to make sure he's actually there against. Or actually, uh, you know what? I'm looking at. I, I, shame on me. That's a three twenty five kick. So that is a little bit more of an issue because the Bengals are in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want to you be safe there, you know, it, you, but the good news is, you know what, Cooks has a 325 kick too. So I would say make sure you're on top of things. So the 325 kick, you get the inactives around 2 o'clock, Mo. If Higgins, okay. if Higgins is active, use him. But, um, you know, you've got Cooks as an alternative perfectly. So, but my preference would be use Higgins in that offense. All right, thank you so much. All right, thank you, Mo. Let's try John, who's in Naperville. John, you gonna hey, say what? it looks right, like man. it looks like you may actually send Allen Robinson to your flex if we figure this out. What's going on? Well, Allen Robinsons he's stuck in the flex right now, but I'm not sure if I gotta run him, uh or if I start Jeff Wilson Junior or Christian Kirk, who's been peppered with a lot of targets in week one. Yeah. They all have pretty decent matchups. No, you're so that, kind of uh, it's a Good point, John. Um, uh, but I do see it. You're in a standard scoring non PPR, right? Correct, yeah. So, in that case, I would definitely use Jeff Wilson. Um, I think the as I mentioned at the outset, in his nine previous career starts, he has averaged 18.3 touches. So, in all likelihood, he's probably going to see a pretty heavy low workload for the Niners against the Seahawks today, so I want that potential RB1 in my flex spot if I can use him. Now, Christian Kirk is a great alternative, especially in PPR formats. I feel like you need to use him in PPR scoring, but in non-PPR, I would use Jeff Wilson today. Gotcha. All right. Thank you, John. Gotcha. Appreciate the call. This is the Fantasy Football Show here on ESP 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Let's try David, who's in Bridgeview. Hey, Dave. Hey, good morning, mother. What's up? Uh, I have a question. though Kamara out. I need a flex option. I got it's a full point PPR. I got Darnell Mooney, Travis Etienne, Chris Olave, and Isaiah McKenzie. So and I you, do not know who to take. <laughs> and you need uh, you need one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you know. And this is I like. I know everybody was bummed about Darnell Mooney last week. But the truth is that of those guys, he he clearly kind of stands out to me. It was a terrible weather game. I think that obviously played a huge role in why he did not see more targets last week. So I am going to personally roll with Mooney one more week, Dave. I I think he's in line for uh, a much bigger reception total this week. ETN, you know, James Robinson lurking, you know, it's probably going to eat into any potential goal line work for him. So, I like ETN. ETN, I'm curious about him going forward, but I would use Mooney over him right now. Okay, Miller, thank you. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Let's go on out to Oak Forest and say a good Sunday morning to Mike. Mikey, you're on the fantasy football show. Hey, Jeff, I need your help, man. Might have two fantasy dilemmas. The way you answer the first one might help me on the second one. Okay. Full point PPR Dylan versus our Bears or Hunt versus the horrible Jets. Yeah, boy, this is you know I Mike I I would use AJ Dylan Kareem Hunt obviously uh, you know looked good last week and it's basically exactly what we expected from Cleveland, but I I actually think Dylan is the more likely because he's I based on what I saw last week and last year he is the true goal line back for the Packers and as you would expect with his size and those quads. He's just a beast near the goal line. And as you saw last week, he is definitely a focal point in their passing game. I I think he'll actually catch more passes than Kareem Hunt all season long. So I would use A.J. Dillon. Not that Kareem Hunt's a bad alternative, Mike, but I just think, you know... I'm betting on the guy who's getting the ball near the goal line. I think Chubb, even though Hunt occasionally gets worked in, I think Chubb is more likely to see the close-in goal line carries than Hunt. And I, Dylan, I think he's a lock for the Packers. So I'd use Dylan over Hunt today. Yeah, that's the way I was leaning, especially since he out-touched Jones and led team in receptions. But, man, how do I root against my Bears against or my fantasy team? I hate this. <laughs> Listen, Mike, I hear you. and And the truth is that... Kareem Hunt's a very viable alternative. So if you want to go ahead and use Kareem Hunt over A.J. Dillon, it's, it, it, because you don't want to root for your fantasy player in that instance, I completely understand it. And, you know, it's not like a far stretch to use Hunt no, Miller, over No, I Dylan. want money. I want money. All right, Mike. I love it. I love it when we're all <laughs> pushing. you. No all problem, right. Mike. All right, thanks for the call. And so look at it this way. What Mike lays out, it's the perfect hedge. If A.J. If AJ Dillon and the Packers score you know, you're pissed because the Bears fall behind or, you know, they're giving up a touchdown in that situation, but at least your fantasy team is benefiting. So it's the perfect hedge. That's the way to look at it. I'm Jeff Mellor. This is the Fantasy Football Show. Again, 312-332-3776. One last segment to go for you. So jump on in. We'll try and get all your calls coming up next here on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show, presented by Tullamore Do Irish Whiskey. I'm Jeff Meller, and of course, brought to you in part by our friends over at Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Always a pleasure to talk to you every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Again, last segment here. If you want to get in, though, I always encourage people to try and call in a little bit earlier. We try and get as many calls as I can here on the show. But we run out of time quickly. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Miller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Xander and Hanley coming up next. And, of course, again, I will have your White Sox pregame coverage starting at 1030 after Xander and Hanley. Let's try James in as we go. Jimmy, what's going on? Good morning. How you doing? I appreciate you taking my call. My pleasure. I'm In a half PPR, and my starting receiver in Indy went down with a quad injury. So now I have an open flex position. And I'm considering either Darnell Mooney or Adam Thielen. Sure. My heart says Mooney, but they're <laughs> playing the Packers, so I don't know. Yeah, you know, James, and uh, yeah, I'm with you with uh, Jair Alexander back. He looked good last week. And the truth is that I have to believe the Minnesota Vikings are going to be forced to utilize Adam Thielen a bit more. You can't, even though Jeff, Justin Jefferson's absolutely dynamic. I do think the Eagles are going to present a bit more of resistance than what the Vikings encountered in the Packers last week. So I think Adam Thielen stands to benefit. I would use him over Mooney this week. Okay, thank you, sir. Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Let's try Tom, who's in Indianapolis. Tommy! Hey, Jeff. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Thank you. You too. Hey, uh... A little tricky question. Uh, didn't expect this to come up in week one, but I'm already having issues between ETN and James Robinson, as I have Robinson, I guess, as my handcuff. Yeah. you call him after week one. No, you're right. It looks like a complete timeshare. James Robinson looked really good. Nobody really expected that with the Achilles tendon injury that he was coming back from. I think you have to use Robinson, Tom. I see it's a half point PPR2, which does etn's value a little bit i think you have to use robinson because he is going to get all the touchdowns near the goal line he's just you know and, and what we saw from him he's still utilizing the passing game as well a little bit so i think you have to use james robinson over etn right now okay sounds good jeff i thanks. appreciate the insight man no problem thanks for listening tom let's try ruben who's in prospect heights hey ruben what's going on man how you doing jeff i'm doing well Uh, Yeah, so I have a bit of a dilemma here. Um, So I'm looking to start Kareem Hunt, but the guy that I'm going against, I'm actually going against him in another league, and he's starting Kareem Hunt against me. So I have two other options that Uh I'm looking at, Jeff. I'm I'm looking at uh, Alan Lazard for tonight's game, yeah, and I also have uh, Michael Carter for this afternoon. I hear you, Ruben. So I personally would still use Kareem Hunt because I know – You hate that, you know. You hate to root for him in one and not in the other. But like nothing worse than getting burned by a guy who goes off and beats you in one league, and then also beats you because you didn't have him in your lineup in the other league. So I'm still using the better player. I kind of like. I I just you have to have, uh, you know, you have to have a separation in your head of each roster. So I'd use Kareem Hunt, but if you really want to go that route, use Lazard over Carter. That's what I would do, Ruben. We're coming up in the two-minute warning. This is the 2-Minute Warning. And that'll take us to the 2-Minute Warning. All right, here we go, Fast and Furious, as we wrap this up here, getting set for Xander and Hanley on ESPN 1000, looking through the callers. Tommy in Bridgeport wants to know he's got a standard scoring. Julio Jones and Sterling Shepard are on his roster. Should he drop either for Jahan Dotson? You know what? Yes. Go ahead and pick up Jahan Dotson, Tom, for Sterling Shepard. Now keep Julio Jones on your bench he is, as I mentioned earlier, a game-time decision tonight. So, I'm um, not tonight. They played last Sunday night. He's a game-time decision for this afternoon. You don't need to start him this week, Tom, but I, I do want Julio on my roster. If he's available, available on your waiver wire, go ahead and pick him up. Sean in Roscoe Village wants to know. He's got uh, a choice between one of these three, Rex Burkhead, Ramondre Stevenson, or Tony Pollard. Sean, I'm going to go ahead and encourage you to use Ramondre Stevenson The good news for him is that Ty Montgomery is not a part of the backfield after being placed on injured reserve. So I think you use Ramondre definitely over Pollard. And uh, Burkhead is, uh, I think they'll use Damian Pierce a little bit more this week. Julian in St. Louis wants to know, Kareem Hunt or DK Metcalf in a PPR scoring format? Julian, I'm going to go ahead and say I personally would use DK Metcalf. Because I just, uh, I think he's going to be a focal point in their passing game. Barry wants to know, Jahan Dotson, J.K. Dobbins, or Mark in- Ingram. Uh, Barry, I'm going to say I would use Dobbins, even, assuming he, he plays. you got to check the inactives. He's not a lock to start just yet. All right, folks, that does it for me here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller back with the White Sox pregame coverage starting at 1030. Also back for Bears-Packers pregame, coming your way at 5 o'clock. But up next... Xander and Hanley take you right up to White Sox pregame coverage at 1030. They're up now here on ESPN 1000.